green beer is what we're going to going to drink boom 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 the beer is on me and i will never be free no 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 no, 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 no. you put that beer in my hand yeah and i drank it i drank it oh yeah do 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 these beers are drinking these beers are gonna be drinking by us tonight. Doom, doom, doom. Oh, yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> love it. I, I love it. I love the parody song. I love it. I went in not knowing what I was gonna Our do. Respect. Our respect. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hey. Welcome to another episode of Lights, Camera, Cocktails. I am the fat curly Mm -hmm. friend who will make fun of your ID, but carry your drunk ass out of the party when the popo show up, Zenobia. (laughs) Boop. (laughs) And I'm your wild and crazy, flying around, Making shit up, having a good time. Not a real police officer, just pretending to be one because it's cool as hell. <laughs> Lenny. <laughs> and here on Lights, Camera, Cocktails, we pair amazing drinks with amazing movies. Yeah, and tonight is no different, y'all. No different. What's so anti? And so this month we are doing <laughs> feel good movies. And these are movies that just make me and Lenny feel good. It might not necessarily be a like feel feel good movie, but these ones make our, us laugh or make us feel good when we're really sad. Mm-hmm. So this week I picked one that makes me cry laugh because it's just so funny. I picked super bad because i am mclovin i am mclovin fuck it we're calling you mclovin you're not mclovin because that's a stupid fucking name (laughs) no you're not no one's mclovin mclovin's never existed because that's a made-up dumb fucking fairy tale name you fuck you dumb fuck (laughs) so messed up so messed up okay well i'm i don't know about you but uh I'm ready to drink. At 11 a.m. <laughs> what? Nothing drinking at 11 a.m. right now. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, let me just tell everybody, we are not doing it on a normal time. Like, we usually do this at, like, 7 o'clock at my time, like, 10 o'clock her time. And we do our fucking shit and we drink, we have a good time. Well, last night, when we were supposed to do the show, Lenny's Wi-Fi just... It died on her. The whole, whole town? town was Wi Fi. Wi Fi. We were Wi Fi. We were Wi Fi. Whoopsie. And so she couldn't do Whoopsie. it. Whoopsie. So this morning I woke up and I was like, hey, you want to do it in the daytime? Because I'm all ready. I'm like ready yeah. to go. And it's Friday. And, and it's happy so, yeah, hour. It is. It's Friday. It's 11 20 my time. So I'm close to noon. No, it's not that bad. I ate yeah, breakfast. This we're good. Is the- this is like the breakfast of beers. <laughs> the champagne of beers. <laughs> the breakfast of beers. <laughs> champagne of breakfast. The champagne yes. breakfast beers. 
This is like a brunch drink. It's not champagne in it. All right. So we are going to be drinking Seth's Green Beer. And so in Seth's Green Beer, you're going to need your favorite beer. But today we are drinking Miller High Life, the champagne of beer. That's what we're drinking. And so what you're going to need is some Miller High Life, and you're going to need some green food coloring. Now, if you have ever been to a bar on St. Patty's Day, then you have already had this drink. (laughs) Yes, you have. It's very simple. It's easy to do. I would say get your cup. I have a glass mug here that's been chilling in the freezer. And you just put a couple, about two, three drops of green food coloring into the bottom of your cup. And then you're going to pour your beer into it. And it will mix it up and make your beer all nice and green. It's green beer. It's green beer. Just drink some of this. You're going to love it. You're told, I know you're going to love it. You know what? It's green beer. For your information. For your information. (laughs) You're going to love it. I'm Seth. Drink to me. <laughs> to me. Who's Seth? I'm Seth. Have another drink to me. And that's how you make well, Seth's green beer. What's funny though is that I put spinach extract in mine. Really? Yeah, I really spin. No. I, I'm not joking. The little green flakes that are floating in the top of my beer right now. I I press. You want to change the spinach. flavor of your beer? Not at all. Not at all. But actually, I mean, it does taste really good, actually. Okay. So, now that we are all with our green detergent-looking beer, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about. Let's do a little bit of history. Ooh, history! Right? I'm ready. So we are going to do history on Miller High Life, girl. Classic. So Frederick Edward John Miller was a German man. He got married and had his first child. And then he left later in 1854 and he moved to New York City with his wife and his baby. And and they lived there for about a year and then they moved to Milwaukee. And in the 1800s, his wife died shortly after they moved there. And he remarried like any man does in that time. Yeah, because if he's got <laughs> a kid, he married another woman. <laughs> right, he married another woman, and he had five children with her, so they had six children. And he founded the Federal Brewing Company Miller. It was kind of like a, a a big thing in Milwaukee, which it still is, being the beer capital of America. Um, yeah. Prior to this, it it was Chicago. Oh, I didn't know that. They had a huge Chicago fire. Ever heard of it? I've heard of the Chicago fire. Yeah, it burned down a bunch of their breweries. And so Milwaukee became the new beer capital because they didn't catch on fire. And so they yeah. all started popping up over there. So by 1903, Frederick comes up with his first big hit. Miller High Life, okay, you guys? <laughs> That's how old this beer is that we're drinking is from 1903. And it became a big thing in Milwaukee and in the regions around it. It just, it 
it just became great. Like Milwaukee is known for having great beer. And I went there at 16 and wish that I could go back now so I could just tour everywhere yeah, <laughs> and just drink. So by the 1900s, people, the way that they enjoyed beer was that they would either have to go to a saloon to get their beer or they would take it home in a big ass bucket and then they would just like you know, <laughs> pour it from there and drink it. Yeah, crazy, right? Suds in a so, bucket, huh? Obviously, yeah, obviously that beer in a bucket that you take home is not going to be as good as it is the first day you get it. By the second day, that shit is like flat and bitter and not the best type of beer. So eventually, you know, people started bottling beer. And Miller was one of the first people to do that, was to bottle their beer so that you could sell them in grocery stores and other places and take it home. And by the time you open it, it's going to be good. And if you open it days after that, you know, they're still going to be good. So they started bottling their beers along with other breweries. And by three years after that, they their slogan was created. The champagne of bottled beer. That was their slogan. It still is. It's okay. not bottled beer. It's just champagne of beers now. Champagne but of beers. that's the original slogan. Yes. Mm. So by World War II, people started, you know, after after World War II, people were more easygoing. They wanted to have fun. People had, you know, barbecues and block parties and people would have more gatherings because, you know, the war is over and, you know, shit is getting more back to normal. So, yeah. like, if you look at their advertisements, it's always like a classy party. And they're like, mm -hmm. ooh, the champagne of bottled beer. And like, ooh, classy people, ladies. They started uh, focusing on ladies saying, hey, ladies, you want some classy beer? Miller Highland. Mm -hmm. So another thing that they did is they took their hops oil to lighten up the taste. And they soon developed their own special light, uh, stable grain hops just for High Life. So they have their own hops that are just for Miller High Life. Wow. That's funny because... Yeah. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. I hear that they add more hops, hops. to the beer. Hops. Hops. As, as fucking uh, McLovin would say. So by 1937, Frederick C. Miller took over. And he was the great grand... He was the grandson of Frederick Edward John Miller's, the founder of Miller. So by 37... His grandson was taking over the business. He was a really cool guy. Like, he was an athlete. Uh, he went to, like, Notre Dame. He's a football player. He was, like, a great businessman. And he was cool. So, by 1937, he was only 31. And he became vice president of the company and eventually president of the company. And when he did this, he pretty much is responsible for the modernization of the brewery as it is now, he expanded it. He made sure that all of the things inside was up to like, you know, cool tech of that time. He expanded mm -hmm. the campus of the brewery to what we kind of know as now. So the if you go to Milwaukee and you go to the tour of the Miller plant, you are on the same spot that they've always been they've been there for over like a hundred years in the wow. same like building location that's yeah, amazing it's fucking nuts yeah and he made the brand even bigger because he made it expand outside of the milwaukee region and then now it's sold in all 50 states and the company got really big sponsors from radio shows tv shows sports events 
You know, they even got celebrities and athletes to promote Miller High Life or just Miller in general. But like, this is something that is kind of new. Like by the time he was doing like people would do it like, ooh, there's a fight going on. And then they'd have like some beer commercial or whatever. But he was the first one to like really go for the advertisement that we see for beer kind of today and having oh. celebrities and athletes and you know tv shows and stuff be sponsored by them so we definitely have to thank him for the miller brand that we as millennials know no in 1954 frederick c miller and his son died in a plane crash so he wow. didn't make it past 50, 1954. Uh, his son was also a Notre Dame football player who was really good, apparently. And they tragically perished in a, a, a plane crash. Besides the Miller, the Miller plant itself, it's kind of like a huge family business, not just because of the Millers, but like generation of generation of people work at Miller plant. Like, I watched a video and this girl's like, yeah, I worked here for 10 years. My mom's worked here for 25 years. My uncle's worked here for 30 years. My grandpa used to work here back in the 50s. Like, you know, like generations and generations of family members working at this plant. And it is, it's crazy. I mean, hopefully they get to go home with some beer once in a while. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Get a little extra 12 pack at the end of the shift. Hey. Yeah. At the end of the shift, Miller High Life. I like it because it's the champagne, you know me, of beers. Champagne of beers. (laughs) Miller is the beer that my dad drinks. I mean, he drinks a lot of other beers, but Miller was like his 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 beer, and I like it. It tastes so good. Oh, one more fun fact about Miller before we move on. So, if you happen to have the bottle or the box, and you see the girl on the moon on the crescent moon, yes, this has been their logo since the early 1900s. I kept trying to figure out who or what or why this is. Even on the Miller's website, they were like, we don't know why. We don't even know really when we started using it. But damn, bitch, this girl is on the crescent moon with a bottle of Miller High Life and a glass mug in the other hand. And so yeah. she is. Yeah, to the stars. The girl on the moon. Yeah, she's the girl on the moon. There's just a little... Fun fact about Miller High Life, the champagne of beer. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I wish that Miller would make a champagne bottle of the Miller High Life champagne of beers. Just for celebratory reasons. Like, if it was our anniversary Mm -hmm. and we could pop a champagne bottle of beer. I think it'd be (laughs) funny as hell. You know what I mean? You hear that, Miller? Yes. Oh, I also, I forgot one more thing, you guys. So as of right now, Miller is throwing a campaign uh, because if we can't call champagne, champagne, unless it's from the region of Champagne, France, Uh that they want to make Milwaukee and not just Milwaukee, but the area that is surrounding the Miller plant, the only place, the region of the champagne of beers. <laughs> so, Stop if it. you agree with them, like I do, I thought it was hilarious. You can go on their website right yeah, now and you can funny. sign a petition. Sign a petition to say Stop. that the region of where the Miller plant is is going to be the region of the Champagne of Beers. It's hilarious. It's real. This is totally true. <laughs> go sign a petition. I already did. I thought it was hilarious. 
Oh yeah, oh, yeah. the champagne of beers region. I'm looking at it right now. I told that's you it was real. Hilarious. <laughs> sign it. That's I think that's fine. Sign it. No one else should be able to have the champagne of beer, but the hot Miller High Life. Yeah. I mean, they coined the term. Yeah. And Miller also is the first light beer ever. So is that and why it's the Miller champagne Light. of beers? Because it's the lightest beer that's ever been, that was ever made? But like the first, I mean? No, the light beer would be Miller Light. Because you know, oh, okay. it's different. There's like Miller Light, the MGD. There's just a, du- a different beer. The champagne of beer, the Miller High Life, it's just a more crisper, colder, it's less, you know. It's like bright really and bubbly. Taste. It's, it's, it's kind of like, it's bright and bubbly like champagne, you know? Absolutely. So, and just remember the next time that you have a Miller that this company not only survived the Great Depression, but they survived Prohibition, and they are still here. That's amazing. So just think about that next time you have a Miller. That's All right, amazing. well, that's my history. Yeah, I went down a deep hole with Miller. I, there was so much I couldn't. I like it. All right, so are you ready for the motherfucking drinking game? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, drinking game. You're going to take one simp when you see a dick or someone talks about a dick. Dicks? Like a man dick? Oh, so dear. So if you Lord. see dick drawings, if someone says something like, she wants my dick. She wants to fuck me. She wants my dick in or around her mouth. In or around her mouth. <laughs> Any of those, you're gonna do it. I will even take if someone's talking about giving you the best blowjay ever. <laughs> I'm gonna take any of those. Anything that has to do with the penis, you gonna take a sim. Okay. Okay. <laughs> in or around my mouth. In or around her mouth. You're gonna take a simp when Officer Michaels, Seth Rogen, laughs. <laughs> <laughs> which is a lot <laughs> his laugh is so good <laughs> i know a lot of people don't like his laugh i like his laugh it just sounds really? like the best stoner laugh ever yeah there's people who are annoyed <laughs> by his laugh it's, <laughs> it's i so wish good. i could do it i can't <laughs> it's so good I'm, I'm, are you kidding yes you know, he's like an Eddie Murphy. Like, Eddie Murphy has his own laugh, and Seth Rogen has his own laugh. They're, like, signature if we're going to do an impression of yeah. either one of those gentlemen. <laughs> you gotta have to laugh in there. <laughs> okay. So, you gonna take a sip when McLovin is said, I am McLovin. McLovin. McLovin, why did you run from me? Nah, we're gonna call you McLovin. Wait, what's your real name again? Fogel. Okay, we're calling you McLovin. McLovin. (laughs) Yeah, I love that part in the when he says, "Fuck it, we're calling you McLovin." It was either between McLovin or McCommon. Okay, I don't even want to get into it, but McLovin is said a kajillion times. If you don't know anybody's name in this movie, you know who McLovin is. Yeah, McLovin. I am McLovin. 
That used to be my uh, ringtone for my text messages. Like Stop. after this movie came out. <laughs> yeah. Every time you this text me, this is one of the most like, quotable I am McLovin. Yeah. It is extremely quotable. One of the most quoted. I mean, yeah. We're going to be quoting all day. So you're going to take a simp when someone gets hit with anything or they fall. So if they get punched in the face, they get like the dudes at the party, or if they get hit with the bat from the dude, he's like, Doof. when he drops brother, uh, Evan, him. when he's trying to. No. Hold him, Demon Brother. Hold him. Hold him. No, no. I don't want to hold no, him. No, Jimmy Brother. <laughs> hold yes. him, Jimmy's brother. No. Anytime. And hit by anything. So this is also Seth getting hit by a car. Watch your step. I fell earlier today. Are you serious? Well, I was hit by a car. It's a long story. Two cars. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that kid is like a <laughs> magnet for cars. <laughs> I know. One day, he got hit twice. Twice. And, you know, I'll take it with Evan when uh drops Evan when he's trying to carry him. I'm going to take that. He's falling. So. Okay. Anytime someone falls or gets hit with something, McLovin getting hit in the face, he's like, okay. And he gets knocked out. He's like, what the <laughs> <laughs> anytime take a simp you gonna take a simp every time evan or seth is said Ooh! oh wow yeah what the fuck seth he's my best friend oh, shit. fuck you seth whatever fuck you he's my best friend <laughs> he's my best friend come on evan we're playing soccer he's like dude it's soccer Soccer. We'll talk what about the fuck, later. Evan? We're down two points. Fucking calm down, Greg. It's soccer. It's soccer. Fuck you, man. Hey, why did you go piss your pants again? That was like eight years ago, asshole. People, People don't, don't forget. forget. <laughs> That's my favorite. People don't forget. That's one of my favorite lines. Because <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. You could be a hundred years old and we'll still remember who pee peed in their pants in the eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna get super personal. I was like, I, I, oh, I'm not, oh I no, girl! <laughs> I did not pee pee my pants, I'm but gonna... I did stuff my bra, and tissue came out in front of the entire school at a dance. But now my titties are bigger than everybody else, so ha! yeah, <laughs> I won. Winner, <laughs> winner! You're looking at a winner, bitch. Okay, so you are going to. Take a simp when you see old tech. So this is old phones. This is Ooh. his video game. This is even, I'm even going to take where he's like, You guys have MySpace or? You guys got a MySpace? Huh? <laughs> Any of those. I want you to take a simp. So you can remember what it was like back in the early 2000s. God, yeah. That you was guys real. Got a MySpace? Every flip phone. Just realize that none of those, all those phones can do is call. I got called by a landline yesterday, you guys. I didn't even know they still exist. <laughs> that was real. Yeah, so any old tech, take a simp. What's the little one that you like flip the, you flip the screen? What were they like? The? Little two oh, sidekicks. Like, I used to have a sidekick. The sidekicks. Jules' friend has one. She's like, can you bring the Mike Hard Lemonades? The killer mics? No, no. Kyle's Killer Lemonades. Uh, yeah, it sounds pretty gay, but yeah. That would be me in high school. That's what I was drinking was heart, my car lemonade. Smirnoff Ice <laughs> with Grenadine. That was mine. Smirnoffs, you know. When I was feeling really bold, I would 
get a monster on the way to the party, a big ass one, drink half of it, and then pour vodka in it. Nice. So that in any picture that I was in, if I'm holding this can, and my mom would be like, and you guys are drinking it, like, mom, I'm drinking a monster. They're drinking beer. I'm drinking <laughs> a monster. It's totally yeah. different. Smart move. Yeah, thank you. I used to... Uh, Sorry, Mom and Dad, if you're listening. <laughs> I know. I was about to say, I'm about to tell a super secret. When I would go to other people's houses, I would take an old Gatorade bottle, and I would fill it with uh-huh. my mom's Grey Goose, because that's she used to drink Grey Goose vodka. And I would Ooh. fill it up with water to match it, right? And so when she would make herself a cocktail later, she would be, Stephen, this doesn't really taste that strong. And my father would just say, that's that smooth Grey Goose. <laughs> Oh, you're right, because Grey Goose is a smoother uh, tasting <laughs> vodka, but it's not a, a water smooth, bitch. Wow. Your dad knew he was just covering for you. Maybe. Maybe he's the <laughs> ultimate bro. He's the ultimate bro. He didn't want your mom to be mad that she couldn't make her, I don't know, what did she make? She Cosmo <laughs> Girl, what she make with the vodka? She couldn't make her vodka tonic. She's like, all I taste is tonic. <laughs> I just really don't taste that vodka. I'm making some lime juice. I just can't taste that vodka. <laughs> and you're like, gosh, I have no clue what vodka there, like, even tastes like. What is vodka? <laughs> sure. Okay. Okay. So, any old tech simp, you're going to take a simp when someone says Evan looks like Jimmy's brother. You guys know a guy named Jimmy? You totally look like his brother. You totally look like his brother, man. You do. Hey, do you know a guy named Jimmy? You look like his brother. You look like his brother. You do. You, you, you look like his brother. You, you do. knew that was going to come to play later. I was, as soon as you hear him drop that, oh, yeah. And then Jimmy's brother yeah. with the voice. He's like this with the voice like an angel. Sing for us. Sing for us. So You're not going to sing for my brother? He came all the way from Scottsdale <laughs> to be here with us tonight. And you're not going to sing with, for him? Sing you want to do some like cocaine? Sing like a bird. Like a bird. <laughs> Yeah, hold him, Jimmy's brother. All of it. I love that. Hold him, no, I don't want to. No, No, I don't want to. How am I supposed? How how is anybody supposed to hold this big ass man that is on top of him? No, this little kid can't even wrap his arm around his arm, let alone around his body to hold him. (laughs) So yeah, anytime that Evan is Jimmy's brother, (laughs) you take a step. So classic. Okay, so you going to take a simp when the officers pull out their guns. Whoa. Anytime their guns is pulled out. He's like, what's it like having a gun? He's like, what's it like to have guns? It is awesome, McLovin. That's I mean, great. like, it's mind blowing. I haven't had one for long, only a few months, but I'll tell you, it's like having two cocks. Yep. If one of your cocks could kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> but if your dick could kill someone. Can I hold it? He's like, sure. I think that everyone should hold a gun. At least once. <laughs> Can we shoot at it? I don't know. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> I love the, they're at the, the bar and grill and he's just like, should I shoot him? And he's like, no, 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 no. And he just has to no, 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 no. He's, no, 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 don't shoot him. <laughs> so anytime these idiots uh, uh, fucking put out their guns. I assume all of you have guns and crack. <laughs> and crack. 
Oh, the worst is at the beginning when they're they're profiling the the robber. So what did did he look? So, did he look African? Uh, <laughs> no, he looked or, like you. Oh, no, Jewish. he looked like you. Oh, okay, Jewish. That's, really a- that's a strange crime for a Jew, <laughs> for Jew. to do. <laughs> yeah. You guys, if if you have a chance, watch the unrated version of Superbad. It's way funnier. I mean, Superman's way funnier, funnier. But it just adds a little extra more jokes, especially that one. He's like, so it was a black Jew? And she's like, no. Did I say that? No. Did you hear me say that it was a black Jew? No. He looked like he looked like Eminem. And he's like, oh, like this? And he turns around and he drew a picture of a like a Eminem, like the candy. Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> No, Marshall Mathers, some state, some, some city. <laughs> yeah, that whole that whole scene is a lot more in the in the unrated version, and it's hilarious because they're trying so hard to get her to say that he's a black guy. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's so hard. It's so hard. Good luck on your exam. <laughs> Damn, I got a veterinarian exam tomorrow. I don't believe this. <laughs> Yeah, so apparently she's it. got an so exam. Any of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you gotta take a simp when someone is dancing, and this even counts you if you personally are dancing to these awesome songs that are in this funky yeah. ass movie. Then you have to simp too. If you catch yourself dancing or someone on screen dancing, you take a simp. So this means the opening credits you better have that beer to your lips mm-hmm. i yeah. i love like every song that they possibly play in this movie so good yeah so take a simp when they're dancing you don't take a simp when the boys say something weird to the girls so this counts as mclovin telling her the time uh it's ten thirty-three. <laughs> what I told her what time it was. It's 10.33. What? I told her what time it was. He just turns around and walks away. Yeah, you know, any of that <laughs> shit, you know, where Evan punches Here Becca in the tit. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's it's okay. Right. No, it's okay. <laughs> I didn't mean to um, I think the worst one has to be when uh, Evan, I mean, when Seth goes, well, the funny thing about my well, Jules, the funny thing about my back is, is that it's located on my cock. It's located on my cock. <laughs> and she's like, what? And you're like, um. <laughs> yeah, Evan has some pretty weird ones. Like, every- <laughs> also, I I do believe that if you watch the unrated one, the, the opening scene with him and Jules is a lot better. You get to see why he thinks Jules likes him because Jules is like mm-hmm. a dirty joke telling funny girl. Yeah. And she they flirting with him. So Homek has a way bigger scene, which is awesome. And uh, we get to see Emma Stone be Hyman. <laughs> 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 so yeah, anytime the boys say something super weird to the girls, you can take a sip, but just like pretty much anytime they talk to him, I feel like you're ready for that. <laughs> 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 you're going to finish your drink when Seth tries to get, booze so he's when he's like i hope piggy can run he goes to the store do you want me to help you with your with your groceries would you like some help with your groceries well that would be lovely young man would you like me to buy you alcohol that would be lovely 
that would be lovely. Lovely. <laughs> I love it. like, enjoy your remaining years. Enjoy your remaining years. I will. Enjoy fucking jewels. I will. So she's like, enjoy fucking jewels. I will. <laughs> I will. <laughs> so good. So yeah, that whole scene, him getting his throat slit, all of that. Oh my God. Where's all the booze, Denny Ocean? You hide it up your ass? <laughs> there was a security breach. <laughs> Any of those, take a sip or finish your drink when Seth's trying to get in there. You oh gonna boy. finish your drink when Evan sings these eyes. Cry every night for you. These uh, arms. Any, any of the, that whole thing. I love it. Wah, wah, the hurting's on me. And he's like, talk about the hurt. Mm. <laughs> I love that it. Thing. <laughs> I love it. These eyes, I never. I'd never heard that song until this movie and I instantly loved it. It like instantly went on my iPod. Mm-hmm, that's how old this shit is. And uh, <laughs> thank you super bad for bringing this song into my life. Yeah. Thank you super bad. You also hear it in the car when they're looking for the party. The uh, officers are looking for the party. It's playing on the radio in the back. Oh, hey, love it. All right. So you're going to finish your drink. When Evan and Seth go off with the girls at the mall. So when they both separate, you know, Seth oh. helps Jules find makeup and Becca and Evan go buy fucking comforters. So I guess I'll call you. Yeah. Give me a call. Yeah, you have my number. I have your information. Yeah. So uh, put her there. Perfect. So, uh, good. Uh, all right, man. Okay. And they're looking at each other like, oh, my God, this is happening. Like. We yeah. both have like kind of girlfriends, and we're like, you know, going our separate ways. <laughs> They're looking back at yep. each other. It's this is such a bromance movie. Like you can't deny the bromance that these two guys have for each other. You can. I got your. I, I know how to. I know how to get in touch with you. Yeah, I, I'll call you later. <laughs> yeah, I, I got your information. Yeah. Your information. <laughs> <laughs> Only that Seth's ass is going to be grounded once he gets home. And his parents realize that he, he waited an extra day to get his car out of there, out of being towed. That's an extra $500 this fool just added on to his car being towed because he didn't want to tell his parents. Oh, my God. It's terrible. That's insanity. Right, do you have anything you, anything you would add to the motherfucking drinking game? There was one. I would say I would love to see something, but I can't think of what it would be if it would be like a finish your drink or have a sip. But when she bleeds on his pants. You use my leg as a tampon. You use my leg as a tampon. But I can't think of anything. Every time you see the blood stain, take a sip. Oh my <laughs> god. It's serious. He's and like, then he's showing it off at the party and they're like, what? No way. Yeah. <laughs> I like where he's just like, what are you, and what is that? And he's like, it's, it's detergent. And he's like, well, what are you doing with it? And he's like, I got blood on my pants. <laughs> I got blood on my pants. <laughs> I got fucking blood on my pants. <laughs> That's so smart. <laughs> and this is why we have green beer. So <laughs> 
because of Seth. It's true. All right. Well, that is the motherfucking drinking game. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Beautiful. All right. So. Way to get drunk. Are you ready for the stats? Ooh, give me those stats, stats, stats. I want those stats, stats, stats. Gotta hear those stats, stats, stats. I'm stat gonna give them stats, stats, stats. I hope you are ready for this stats. So, super bad dropped August 17th, 2007, baby. It's a good year. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love this movie. So, the budget for super bad was $20 million. So if you oh translate that gosh. into 2021 money, that would be around $25 million, which still is not that much to make this movie at all. Not at all. I mean, everybody in this movie is at the beginning of their, their careers. Career. Not, that's not true. They're all, all of them, not all of them, but most of them not have all been of them. working for a long time, but no one was extremely huge. Yeah, it's like Seth Rogen, he was like kinda because he did Forty Year Old Virgin. Yeah, uh, he was like he's the most established. But he he wasn't like oh my god Seth Rogen. He was just like oh Seth Rogen, you know. Bill Hader had only been on this. That was his first season of being on Saturday Night Live when mm-hmm. he was working on this, so he wasn't his big mm-hmm. ass person. Jonah Hill had small parts here and there in Seth Rogen's movies. Yeah, Michael Cera, you know, he had his TV show going on at this time. So he was still, you know, he was a a bigger name. But for the most part, everybody wasn't their millionaire selves like they are now. And this is the first thing that McLovin ever did. So we didn't even fucking know who he was until now. (laughs) So this movie is hilarious. And it made... 170 million dollars worldwide so if you translate that into some 2021 money that'd be about 219 million dollars that this movie made so it made out of 20 million dollars it made 170 million dollars and that is just fucking crazy people went to see this movie a lot they did i was working in the theater when this came out so i actually had the cut out of the guys from the theater for quite a bit of time in my apartment the their poster is are in my room somewhere. I do have to find it, but I definitely have a super bad poster because I mm. absolutely love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I picked it. So let's do Rotten Tomatoes. Ready? Yeah, let's hear it. Critics. Okay. 88%. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad for okay. how controversial the movie is. Not I mean, bad. it's a dirty teen movie. Dirty comedy in the yeah. early aughts, which was, you know, uh, more of a... That was the heyday of these, like, trashy 40-year-old virgins knocked up and super bad Pineapple Express. They're all around these, like, time. And um, mm-hmm. I can see why they... 88 is pretty good for critics on a, a dirty teen comedy, I would think. Yeah. Audience, 87%. So they're a little less than the fucking critics... Just a smidge, but I feel like this should be higher. I need y'all to go vote because mm-hmm. the ZZ Fresh is a hundred percent. I don't want you to change none of the casting. Don't change no extras. Don't change <laughs> none of the improvs. If anything, I would change is to make the regular version the unrated version because it's fucking hilarious. 
<laughs> other than that, I love this movie. I mean, Emma Stone. Mm-hmm. We didn't know who she was until this movie. Who was she? We nope. don't fucking know. She was Jules. She was Jules. She started so, off. Yeah. So I love this movie. It introduced us into a lot of great people. Yeah. I wouldn't change a damn thing. It's Mm-mm. hilarious. There are some things that I would change. I would change Colleen Fogle Faggle. But other than that, I don't yes. think I see. I can see why you would use it, not only because of the time that it, it is set in, but they're senior boys. Senior boys say fag all the time. That's just like what they fucking say. So uh, other than that, that's the only thing I would change in the writing of the movie. Other than that, I think it's hilarious. I would also have to agree uh the Lenny Zest, I would give it a 90% because the only thing I have an absolute problem with is the homophobia that Loki exists in the dialogue that happens within the boys, which again, I mean, we could mark it off as just being young teenage boys, but those are kind of the impressionable things that come up and happen. And I know that Seth Rogen uh, recently in the 2017, I think when it was the 10 year anniversary of it wrote on Twitter, he started mm-hmm. dropping all these really mm-hmm. cool facts about the movie. And he expressed personally that he wished he would have taken out more of the homophobic slurs and comments that he had perpetuated in the film because it was such a popular film, especially with a young audience. That being yeah. said, I mean, as I don't a think he thought that it was going to blow up the way it did. Oh, yes, they did. Judd Apatow even started coining himself a producer of Superbad because he knew how big this movie was going to be. They knew. They knew. So I will say that as somebody from the queer community, I can can appreciate a good joke. Like the whole, that's so gay. In 40-Year-Old Virgin, you know how I know you're gay jokes. I can appreciate (laughs) them. I think that, that I do find them hilarious because they are meant to be in good fun. Especially with the writing yeah. that Seth Rogen does, he tends to be one of those comedians that has to be able to joke about everything, and everything is an off limits. I mean, they even joke a little bit about statutory rape because that's why they're arresting Fogel. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I understand because, like, I call that kind of comedy a uh, South Park comedy where nobody. Yeah everybody's getting it's fucked with so you can't be exactly. mad you can't be mad because you can't be mad. your enemy has been fucked with your best friend has been fucked with and now you've been fucked with like it don't matter Every, exactly. everybody's getting it everyone's equal fucked and totally. i i appreciate those kind of comedies because it's just like mm-hmm. i'm not alone you're making fun of exactly. christianity gays blacks Muslims, whites i mean you're hitting everybody and everything you can't really be mad because it's just like well bitch they said this about me like so yeah exactly i'll reiterate that's why i love seth rogan and his writing and that's the only reason why i it's okay but i just wish that maybe it would have been the faggle comments were just a little ridiculous (laughs) but i do get it i think it's it's funny and especially when they line that up at the end when he's when uh fogel's like we should never had to hide our arrangement hide our arrangement (laughs) tucking in his shirt. I love that. It's, it's pretty adorable. So, but 90%. It's, I still love this movie. It's very well, it, regard, it's very well written. The one-liners are great. The, the acting is incredible. I will get more into that because some of it's just, you don't even notice it and some of it is outlandish and out there. So I appreciated the whole spectrum of acting that happened. The two main females of the 
film. It was, you know, it was lacking on female actresses, leads. But, you know, what are you going to do? It's about a duo's boy's best friend. So I got book smart later. So that was fine. (laughs) Okay, let's let's get into this. Let's talk about the duo who made this movie. Yeah. So Seth Rogen and Mm -hmm. Evan Goldberg started writing the script when they were 13. They were 13 years old. They were friends and they realized like, hey, girl, I like to write. Oh, you like to write? I like to write, too. We should be friends. Instant friends. And then Uh eventually they were like, you know what? We should try to write like a screenplay. Like, let's just see if we can do it. Let's just see if we can do it. Yeah. And so they did. And so they finished it when they were 15. And they just wanted to see if they could do it, which they did. And they used a lot of real stories in their lives Uh in this movie. And they sat on it for some time. Yeah, they did. And then they went up to Judd Apatow and they were like, yo, dude, we got the script. You could kind of read it. Obviously, they know him from Mm -hmm. Seth working with him basically on his Freaks and Geeks, Undeclared. Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. So they got a whole bunch of relationship together, which is great because you need someone like Judd to make your movie and so that's exactly what he does and he kind of sits on it for a minute it took forever for them to actually make this movie initially seth was going to be seth and evan was going to be a producer like he is because he has zero interest in fucking acting at all and um, yeah basically aged out of it he was just too fucking old by the time we did this seth Rogan is not a man that looks the age you think he is. He always, he's younger he than you think older. he is. <laughs> yeah, he's younger yes. than you think he is. It's, it's hilarious. He acts like a, he has the heart and the soul of a young man. But even in Freaks and Geeks, when he actually was a young man, he looked older somehow, which is hilarious <laughs> to me. And he was originally, yes. he was going to play himself, the character of Seth, but he aged out of it. And so that's why they got his best friend, Jonah Hill, to do it. Jason Siegel was supposed to be Evan. He had originally was reading as Evan for this as well. And I thought that was really cute. That would have been a really, him and Seth would have been a really cute duo to see on this. But again, both of them aged out of this pretty quick. Yeah, Seth Rogen was about 24 in 2007, looking more like 34, so it did not work in his favor. Yeah. So that's why he becomes a cop. He's like, well, then I'll just be the cop. Who cares? I'm still in yeah. the goddamn movie. And it's not like the cops have, like, a shitty... Part. Like, it's actually, arguably, they have a part, better part yeah. than the boys. Because they just get to have Kinda, so much fun. yeah. They get to blow up shit, shoot shit. Hey, Michaels, you always take a call at a bar. Because, uh, better or worse, you get a beer out of it. This is why you take a call at a bar, because if anything should go wrong, at least you get a beer out of it. <laughs> you get a beer out of it. Yep. Yep. Oh, smart. Smart. That'd be something I would have fucking said. I love when they're like, should yeah. we get some Oh, they're like, oh, we got a call. We can't we can't pay for these beers. We got to go. And he's like, oh, should we get some beers for the roll? And he's like, yeah. Can I have 13 yeah. beers? Like, <laughs> yeah. the road. It's so silly. <laughs> Yeah, but they've been longtime collaborators. Mm. I I think I've enjoyed every single thing that they've written together. Pineapple Express. I love this is yep. the end, although it was very weird. Yes, and funny. <laughs> yeah. I personally, mm-hmm. I do love the film, the interview. 
Um, not the biggest James Franco's fan, but I did like the basis and premise of that film. I thought it was hilarious. But yeah, I, we're going to definitely talk about Seth Rogen more and Evan Goldberg because we have to do a bunch of these other films as well. I mean, Good Boys okay. is well, amazing. <laughs> but I'm going to give you some of the real things that happened in this movie. You ready for those? Yes, please. I'd love, I'd love to hear it. These things really did happen to Evan and Seth, okay? Mm-hmm. The coke scene. Seth said that when he was about 16, 17, he started doing stand-up, and then he would end up getting invited to these after parties with older comics and stuff. And one time, him and Evan went to an after party, and there was older gentlemen snorting coke, and, like, were very aggressive in trying to get him to do it, too. And he's like, Do you want a line of cocaine? No way, man. Yeah. Yeah, you want some coke? Yeah, just like the fucking movie. Like, oh my god, that scene is kind of, <laughs> kind of like how it was when Evan was in there and had to sing for them. These coke-ridden dudes kind of pressured these poor kids and made them kind of yeah. like scared. Um, <laughs> another thing that is real in this movie is the blood on the pants. Blood on my pants. Get out of here! That's insane. So apparently, Seth and Evan went to some school dance and. After the dance, they, like, walked into the locker room afterwards to, like, get their shit. And some guys were like, what is that on your pants? To, like, some other... It was not Seth and Evan. Neither one of them were tamponed. But they... <laughs> they had to... They you kept trying to figure out what it was. You've humiliated me! You've humiliated me! You used my leg you as used a tampon! You used my leg as a tampon! <laughs> <laughs> so... They kept trying to figure out, like, what's on your pants? What's on your pants? And then they look over uh -huh. on the other end of the locker room, and there was another group of kids, and they were looking at the dude, another dude's pants who also had blood on it, and then uh -huh. they all started putting it together on which girl they were dancing with that blood on their leg. Now, I feel really bad for this girl, because this lady is all grown, and she's probably moved away, and don't even think about this shit, and then she goes to see people don't forget. Like, oh my god, my old... People don't forget. Yeah, my old classmates made this movie. I should go support them. And your fucking nightmare is in the movie, girl. Horrible. People don't forget. Don't judge. Don't judge <laughs> women. It's not our fault that we bleed. I know. It's not. That's like a worst fear for most women. Yeah. That's why we don't wear white <laughs> at certain times of the month. Because we don't want to show up looking crazy. If you drink a lot of alcohol, it does thin out your blood, which makes you bleed more. And so mm -hmm. that's probably why she like bled through all her shit is because she was hammered. Well, she's also wearing a mini skirt. And Lord knows sometimes yeah. I don't wear underwear. So I can imagine. That's true. <laughs> Things got yeah, real. Yeah, but I, I am totally on the no underwear track. I do it all the time, especially if I'm wearing a long enough skirt. I am not going to put any on. But... If I'm bleeding, I will because I don't want to period blood on things. So, yeah, okay. exactly. That was real. That was a real story, you guys. Uh, when they were about thirteen. Also, another thing that was real <laughs> is that they used to like steal beers from. I think it was like Evan's parents' house, and they would like oh, yeah. not like steal a bunch of them, but like they would steal like one or two so that the parents wouldn't know. And they would hide it in a detergent bottle. Ew. They really did do that? <laughs> I know! 
you can't go to the hospital for that. Like, that's one of my biggest. I, I just the hope they is, cleaned it out. I'm sure they cleaned it out after. I mean, if they're using it consistently, although I'm sure a couple of times a mom caught it and was, we should just recycle this. <laughs> She's like, why does my clothes always smell like beer when I'm done washing it? I didn't get no spots out and it smells like beer. That's so, so funny. Yeah. They, they also used to do writing in Evan's sister's room because she had the family computer. And so they would sit mm-hmm. there and work on their story uh, until they got a little older and Seth started smoking weed, and so that means that they have to leave the house all the time now. As uh-huh. any pothead knows, when you get around knows, Mama's house, yeah. you gotta like, yeah, you gotta go down the block and smoke. And so yep. they would drive yep, their do. like old ass car around the corner, and they would take their laptop because by this time now they got a laptop, so they could be on the move, and they would write their shit in a car like around the corner, smoking weed in the car. So. If that sounds like you, because I have definitely smoked some weed in my car and edited this podcast, hold on, because yep. this will, you will be Seth Rogen one day, hopefully. Hopefully. I'm working on it. I'm working on a script. I'm, work, I'm working on it. So, um, you got anything else for Seth before we move on? The only thing I have that I thought was really, really interesting that came out during that slew of text tweets that he wrote I thought this was crazy. I didn't realize that the shots of the dick drawings that were uh, on the principal's desk in Superbad was actually filmed on the set of the Pineapple Express in the woods while they were shooting the Dale and Saul destroying their cell phone scene. I didn't realize what? those two. Yeah, I didn't realize that those two overlapped. I thought that was weird. And since we're talking about the dicks, you want to you want me to give you some fun facts about the penis drawings? Please, because honestly, it's my favorite. It, they're honestly my favorite. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Okay. I feel really bad that I probably should be grossed out by it, but I'm not because I think they're hilarious. No. Okay. One, because of this movie, I went on my own penis crusade when I, my first semester in college, me and my roommate drew a shit ton of dicks and we cut them out and we just post them all over the whole the whole building. Everybody had a dick on their door. <laughs> Everybody had a dick on their door. And we just, we put big dicks on the ones that we hated the most. Like, you're a dick. You know, like, so I totally get the dick drawing thing. It's fun. It's funny. And when you're in high school, it's like something that you like do. But the penis drawings was done by David Goldberg, Evan's brother. And he did over a thousand <laughs> penises for this movie. Oh <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. And so of course every, he did. every penis that we see in this movie had to go through the legal team before it could be used in the movie. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is that David is actually a lawyer himself. And so he <laughs> drew these. They would write notes. They'd be like, that's a good dick, but it's too veiny. That's a good one, but it's just like, it looks more like a choke. Like, it. you know, they would give them, they would give uh, them things to like minimize our veiny dicks that we saw on screen. Another thing is that no child in this movie saw the pictures of the dicks. So you yeah. know how we have like baby Becca getting hit in the leg with a Ghostbusters uh, <laughs> treasure, treasure chest of dicks. 
<laughs> yeah. All of those. Okay. All the dicks. That's not really her. They had over a thousand to work with. Yes. Oh, that's how many he made. Oh, okay. That's not how many went through. I'm sure. Oh my god! Of course. That's how not. many he drew. But I love his 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 dedication to c- completing this project that they asked him to do. It's amazing. And these dicks are are very creative. They're not just like they're very dicks. creative. There's like no. dicks jumping out of planes. Exactly. Old dick there in a robe. <laughs> Walker. Mm-hmm. They're in. They're inventive. They're hilarious. They actually bring a comedic spin to it. I do not appreciate it when there's just a random phallus just like chilling on a bus or a wall or something stupid. If someone were to make funny stickers like this and post them everywhere, I would find that funny. Yeah, but dude, they made Seth, Evan, and McLovin into a pair of dicks. I love like, it. It's hilarious. So, a uh, little baby Becca, when she gets hit with it, she's not really looking at a deck. I think she's looking at a plain paper or paper with an X on it or something like that. Yeah. And when they show the other angle of her holding it and it's actual dick on the paper, those are not her hands. That is a crew member, a uh, small lady's <laughs> hands, uh, holding it as like as she was a child. Oh, Hollywood. So no child was harmed by dicks in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that. Much appreciated. <laughs> Much appreciated. Thank you, production team. Good looking out. Yeah, production team. Good job. And David Goldberg, thank you for making so many amazing dicks for us. Yeah, because it's amazing. It's amazing. I really do appreciate it. You nailed it. You nailed it right on the money. All right. So are you ready for AKAs? Oh, my gosh. Let's do those AKAs. You know, you you thought I forgot, didn't you? No, nah, okay. I didn't know. So, you know, I don't know too much about it. I just always wait to see if you find a couple of good ones. If they're worth it. They'll make it okay. to the show. I know it. The, oh, yes. So, AKA is also known as is what the title of these movies are around the world. So, let's mm-hmm. grab our Seth Green beer and head over to Argentina, where it's called mm-hmm. Super Cool. Super Cool. I can see that. There's other countries that have that as well. But if we went over to Brazil, it's called Super Bad is Today. <laughs> I Super don't know what that means. Today. <laughs> okay. Okay. So if we went to Estonia, it'd Estonia. be called Super Bad, Extremely Hard Dick. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> If we went to France, it's called Super Grave. I don't know. That one, I, super I don't brave? really, yeah. Whoa. I get super brave. Nah, because McLovin is brave to uh, use his ID. He is brave. I don't know. I don't know. But if we went to Hungary, it'd be called Super Bad or Why is Sex Crazy? Question mark. <laughs> Why is Sex Crazy? <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> I just see Hungry, the emoji I don't know. shrugging their shrugging their their shoulders. Like, why though? <laughs> why? Why is it amazing? <laughs> is this crazy? No. <laughs> okay, so if we went to Italy, it'd be called "Sucks Bad." Three miles above the fur. What? Like wow. okay, like X, like S U X B A D. Like sucks bad. Uh huh. Sucks bad. Is that what it's called? Sucks yeah, bad. Yes. <laughs> Three minds above the fur. Huh. Okay. Like the fur, like getting in. Oh wow. You don't this need lube. Very... These girls are good to go. Firmicidal lube. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I know. Even McLovin brought it. She's like, did you bring a condom? He's like, yeah. And lube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I brought one little bottle okay. of lube. Of lube. <laughs> What's wrong with that? They were ready. Exactly. was just like, I was going to go down on her for hours. She was going to go love with that. She'd date that. <laughs> go out with that. <laughs> okay. So we went to Japan. It's called Super Bad Virgin Wars. Whoa. That could be a Star Wars movie. I like that. <laughs> Virgin Wars. Virgin Wars. Super Bad Virgin Wars. I don't know. I love it. <laughs> it's like they're Darth Vader. Right? So if kind we of went is. to Latavina, Latvina, it would be called Super Mushrooms. Ooh. No one does mushrooms in here, so I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know. If we went to Lithuania, it would be called hard eggs. Hard eggs. I don't know. Hard eggs. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Yeah, that one doesn't make much sense to me. If you went to Poland, it would be called super bugs. Nice. Super bugs. I like that. Super bugs. Super bugs. I think that's cute, actually. That one's good. Super bugs. That's good. If we went to Portugal, it'd be called super buckets. Okay, super bucket. I don't understand where these names are coming from. This this movie is really throwing me for a loop because most of these names don't make much sense to me. In yeah. Russia, it'd be called Super Peppers. <laughs> I don't know. All right. But if we went to Serbia, it'd be called Cool Guys because there are a couple cool guys. There are a couple uh, cool guys. If you, this is probably my this is probably my favorite one. If we go to Spain. It'd be called Super Salty. I think they're talking about fucking Seth in this <laughs> He's super, super salty. Ooh. I like that. He is. No, he super is. I kind of had forgotten for a minute there how salty and um, aggressive he is. He's salty. So if we went to Taiwan, it'd be called Boy My Worst. I don't know. Okay. No. Turkey is also so bad. They're so bad. That's what they're not super bad. They're so yes, bad. So bad. So bad. Yeah. So those okay. are the AKAs for super bad. Virgin Wars is my favorite. That's a good one. Oh, uh, a working title for this movie in the US was Separation Anxiety. Huh. Okay. I kind of like that too. That is cool. So those are the AKAs for y'all. AKAs, baby. Nice. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, let's just briefly talk about Greg Matola really quick. The director. Let's do it. You know, I want to give him a good little shout out to the director, Drek, uh, Drek, <laughs> Greg Matola. He's super awesome. He has this really great style of filmmaking that I've really appreciated. I do actually enjoy quite a few of his films and it seems as though him and Judd Apatow have had a working relationship for some time because he guest directed on some of Undeclared and he did some for Arrested Development too which is with Michael Sarah. so that was pretty that's pretty neat little combo crossover with him I love the movie Adventureland I find it really endearing and I really love keeping up with the Joneses <laughs> <laughs> I find Gal Gadot, that is course, a good one. Zach yeah. Galifianakis is so funny in that movie, as well as, yeah. of course, Isla Fisher. She's, or is Isla? Isla Fisher from Wedding Crashers? I don't know how to say it. Is that how you say it? Isla? 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 I don't know. You Isla. know I'm not good with names, girl. 
Isla Fisher. I'm going to go with the original Isla Fisher because that's how I thought you say her name. But her and Isla Fisher is so funny in that movie. I dig his style. He really likes to let the comedians and all of the actors really play off each other. I heard that he was letting the cameras roll just incessantly on this film. Hours. He would just let them hang out on set and just talk and joke, say the lines and just exist within that time. There's like an example where the boys are watching porn in the basement. He just let that go. He just let them joke around, have a good time. Of course, he didn't use any of the dialogue from that because it wasn't needed in the show, in the film. But having those backgrounds and what happens during that, they just had a really good time. <laughs> They're all shotgunning a beer. He's oh my punching God. them in the nuts. <laughs> punching them in the nuts. <laughs> that whole montage is just so great. Yeah, you got right in. We That's fantastic. Right yeah, we got right in. <laughs> we got right in. You know, I, I, we went to uh, Seth's parents' house. They had a party and it's just really nice to converse with uh, adults. I talked to a man who claimed he had climbed five mountains in his life. Wow. I, I talked to a man who claimed that he had climbed five mountains in his life. <laughs> wow. <okay. laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. I didn't know if you were out at a club or cocktail party or something <laughs> mm-hmm. so fun so fun but i hope to talk about yeah, him soon of that. course he hasn't directed something in some time a film wise he has done television he did a couple of director uh, directional shows of the newsroom which i really love that show <laughs> but i hope to see some more stuff uh, i've from only him. watched I, a couple of those uh, i love that show i love that show but we'll talk about him, I'm sure, well, he's, again. He's good friends with yeah. uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, who I really love their films as well. We've talked about doing Shaun of the Dead on the show for a hot minute, or my first little favorite is Hot Fuzz. I love Hot Fuzz. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is good. They're both really good. Yeah. So I heard that they're all really good buds. I, I just hear he's a pleasure to work with, and he's a decent fellow. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right now... He, the last thing he really did was a couple episodes of Dave on Hulu. Yeah, I've never watched it. I haven't watched it. I like him as a rapper, but I don't know if I want to watch an entire show about him. So we both suit. But yeah, yeah. we will definitely talk about him. I, I, he makes me laugh. Just looking at his face, he reminds me of Moby. And so I, yeah, I you dropped that a couple of times when we were talking about it, <laughs> which makes me, we talked about it already, it made me think of uh, How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother. Calling <laughs> the Moby guy for New Year's Eve. <laughs> That's the first, that was the first Moby! time. Moby! Is, is that Moby? <laughs> it made me laugh. <laughs> ablib in this movie like the line when mclovin brings his id and they look at it and seth says you look like a future pedophile in this picture number one you look like a future pedophile in this picture that's improv like, yeah you know you just like gotta let them go at it and that mm-hmm. line always just makes me laugh good um, they made me laugh just watching their audition tapes and the table reads of everything they was just mm-hmm. just them sitting there reading with no emotion was hilarious so like <laughs> the script and the cast is just great mm-hmm. and the movie still works today even though like we said there's some 
homophobic things that we would cut out. Other than that, everybody, no matter if you went to school during the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, or now, there's something you can relate to this movie because everybody has that one friend that they went through high school together. And you do everything together. And now it's either one of you or both of you are going off to college and you have to separate or you know, sneaking out and going to parties, trying to figure out how to get booze, all those things yeah. are stuff that, you know, generationally you can we all to. can like relate to. Yeah, and I think absolutely. that's why they use the great music from like the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Each of these decades have at least one song on the soundtrack. The soundtrack is a maze. If anybody yes, it is. is out there looking for a good, fun soundtrack to party to, this is a great one. It's super funky and fun. And I know immediately after this movie, I bought the soundtrack and <laughs> played it all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Got to put it on that remix album. Ow, ow. Get it ready. Pull Before. it out of parties. Um, so let's move on to, you want to talk about Jonah? Yeah, let's, let's talk about Jonah Hill. I'm, I really love his work. Anyone who knows Jonah Hill and they know this movie, they know that we almost could not have had him. Because Seth and everybody kept saying, no, girl, you look too old to play the part. Like, you're too old to play the part. And he was just like, give me a chance. Let me shave and show you that I can look like I'm 20. Yeah, look like I'm like 18 when he's really 23 around this time. So that's one thing. But let's see where Jonah came from. He is an L.A. boy. Um, his mom was a cost is a costume and fashion designer. And his dad does tour accounting. Or big bands, such as, like, Guns N' Roses and shit. So he grew up in, you know, not really wanting for anything in a nice home. And he has siblings that you might know. He has an older brother named Jordan. And he works for Maroon 5. And he has a sister, Beanie Feldstein. Now, yeah. Feldstein is Jonah's real last name. His name is Jonah Hill Feldstein. Uh, so she didn't take the hill which i kind of would have just so i could be like we're the hill siblings i love her i'm one of the biggest fans her of her work i'm obs i i think she's fantastic she's beautiful she is funny mm -hmm. you might know her in book smart which is like i feel like a higher brow and female in a newer version of super bad Mm -hmm. And you also might know her from what we do in the shadows. We'll definitely do book smart. Yeah, we'll talk about her more she another time. I just love her. I love the correlation that I love the correlation that her and Book Smart have together with this film, especially because her and I thought you would finish it. Jonah wow. Arts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, her her and Jonah are she, she is uh Jonah Hill's younger sister. So keep an eye out for her. She is beautiful, she is funny, she is thick. Uh, she has great comedic timing. So yeah, keep an eye out for her. If you don't know, watch Book Smart. It is on Hulu or Netflix. It's on one of them, but it's it's on hilarious. Hulu right now. I just I love the fact that this uh, released for me. I actually a little personal info. I never knew that Jonah Hill Hill was his middle name. I thought that that was his last name this whole time. So I think it's really funny that it wasn't until his sister came on the scene that I I didn't realize that was his second his middle name. Yeah. So, like I said, they grew up in a nice neighborhood and house because their neighbor and Jonah's kind of like friend of the family would be Henry Winkler. That's because Jonah is friends with his kids 
And I think Henry probably gave him a lot of good advice on, you know, to continue on to his craft because Jonah really got into writing and uh, writing plays and stuff like that. So by the time he graduated, he also, oh yeah, by, by the time he graduated high school, uh, he went to Bard College in New York City and he started writing plays and shows and monologues and he would perform them at the Black and White Bar. Do you have you ever been there and heard of it? No, I haven't. Okay, me neither. I thought you might have, but it's called the Black and White Bar. And by doing this all the time, he kind of made a name for himself. And he befriended Dustin Hoffman's kids. He even dated Dustin Hoffman's daughter. And Dustin Hoffman was like, Oh my God, kid, I love like your style, you're funny. And so because of that, he got a role in I Heart Huckabees small little role but that's all thanks to dustin hoffman helping getting his foot in the door which i fucking love and it, it kind of went from there like we said he started doing all he moved down here after that to california started going to auditions and showing up in small things and he showed up in a very small part in 40 year old version as the ebay guy who just wants to buy the boots i just want to buy these boots and take them home so that i can wear them and so he became uh, <laughs> friends with Seth and stuff. Do that. Yeah, goldfish uh, in the heels. The goldfish <laughs> in the heels. I had a, a, a heard a interview with Seth where he said that he was screening. He was screening Forty Year Old Virgin and kind of was just like watching it. And someone came up behind him and was like tapping him, and he's like, "Hi, hi." Uh, I'm all, my name is Jonah Hill and I'm auditioning for your movie that you wrote. And, you know, I just like hope you enjoy what I do. And so, yeah. And they got him in there for Knocked Up as well. And he just became a big part of the movie. And he also had to audition on the set of Knocked Up in Seth Rogen's trailer, uh, going over some lines and stuff. And once they saw that he could look young enough, then they knew how funny he was. He was in. And that's kind of how we got him as Seth. Nice. Nice. Thank you, Jonah Hill. Nice. Thank you, Jonah Hill, you motherfucker. Oh, that was the audition <laughs> for it on the set of 40-year-old version. Sorry. Another fun fact, since we are done with Jonah, no one in this movie drank alcohol. Sorry, girls. Everyone drank water for vodka, apple juice for liquor, and non-alcoholic beer for beer because the majority of the people in this movie were young pretty pretty young even the extras were pretty young i love that actor michael Cera. i love his craft i think he's hilarious i love that in this movie well first off he's canadian he comes from the great north uh he has a lot of connections with the group and that's how he got the audition to come in and read is through his friend jay baruchel he has been on Undeclared. You've seen him on Judd Apatow's many films. He was doing fanboys mm -hmm. with Michael Sarah at the time, and he was talking to Seth Rogen. And when they were talking about casting, he mentioned how great it was to be working with Michael. His humor is hilarious. You have to cast him. Brought him in to audition, and Seth Rogen loved him. So he's a part of that whole crew. He's been in a lot of things after this as well. I super love how... The nuance of his comedy is so epic and it just portrays so nicely on film. I can imagine, I heard that there was a lot of talk about him 
as a character and an actor, how it was going to be perceived on film because on set, it wasn't hitting, it wasn't clicking, even though him and Jonah Hill had a really good rhythm, it wasn't really transpiring the way they thought it was. And once they got to see a sample of it on film, they just knew. He, his comedic timing is hilarious. I've always appreciated that about him and all of all the fun he does. <laughs> like him in Scott Pilgrim. I love him in, in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. He just has this dry, Definitely. quirky humor and you get to see another side of him, but it's still there. It's still that uh, resided, awkward, hilarious humor that just, and it, he nails it. I know that and is one of your favorites. Obviously, I, I love Arrested Development. That's like my fucking favorite. But he is a quite a funny man. He is very deadpan. I just love that he was filming Juno in the same year as this film. He got to go from totally two different spectrums, different characters, pulling right through. He does like the art. I love art house films that he does because I also love Paper Heart, which he was in and a lot of people haven't seen, Mm -hmm. but I really do love that movie. I think he would play an excellent villain and I really hope in the future he plays like a bad boy. Like, I, I'm not a bad boy, sorry. I hope a, so, a too. bad villain. I think he played an excellent villain. When I saw him perform in Molly's Game, I saw that conniving, manipulative, a little strategic, playful manner that could be really cool to see as a bad boy, a bad guy character. Why don't you guys say bad boy? Ooh, I love him in This is the End, playing himself as a dick. Uh, that's exactly why I want him to be more of those characters. Because usually, no matter what he is, he's just like a... I still care for him. Like, oh, you're just trying, but you're just awkward and whatever. Ah! But and This is the End, you're just like, you're a dick. He's like, all right, everybody, empty out your pocket. Someone has my phone. Like, he's all pissed. So and it, it, it just makes me... It makes me laugh. Yeah. You might see him in Wet Hot American Summer, the first day mm-hmm. of camp. Yep. And he does a lot of voiceover work nowadays. If you don't see his face that much, he's in a lot of voiceover work. He does both of the Lego movies and and the Bernstein Bears. He just has a lot of things that he voices for. So you might not see him, but you definitely probably hear him. Yeah, he's a wonderful voice actor. Yeah. Of course, he has such a personality. It comes through in everything that he does. I really enjoy Michael Sarah, and I really hope we talk about him more in the future. Uh, just a fun fact about him being on the set. He specifically working on this film. I just want to talk about the opening credits to the scene. All those like slick dance moves that yeah. he had to pull off. They had this epic idea to record Michael Sarah improvisational dance for an hour an entire hour just improvisational dance to this music and he did it he said it was a very telling experience for himself he had a he felt weird and silly and then all of a sudden he just loved it and they wanted to put it on the menu scene for the dvds because they just wanted to to go in a loop but it was an hour long so people would just sit there and wait like when is it going to end and i guess i did (laughs) i did did too and because it was just so good and you get a little glimpse of it because they talk about it in the opening credits one of the people on the editing floor said listen this would be hilarious if this is the credit so then they later on added jonah hill dancing just for that tiny snippet to have it be a really good open end so I uh, found that actual little fun fact. Really fun. Really cool. Yeah, their dancing makes me so happy in that. <laughs> oh, I want to just, that, that puts you in the mood. That gets you in the motion. Like, I, I definitely love it. It's so funny. So funny. 
So moving right okay. along, so, let's jump into. We already talked about Seth Rogen. What did you want to uh, talk about? Here's a fun you fact. Got, fun fact. Here's a fun fact. Yeah, it was between that and Muhammad. Why the fuck be between that and Muhammad? Why don't you just pick a common name like a normal person? Muhammad is the most commonly used name on earth. Read a fucking book for once. Muhammad is one of the top names in the world for a man. McLovin was correct. common name. It is one of the most common names. Uh, another one that I saw a lot was James. So Muhammad and James are the most common male names in the world. So. Fogel, have you ever actually met anyone named Muhammad? Have you actually ever met anyone named McLovin? No, that's why you picked a dumb fucking name. Shout out to my Muhammads out there. Yeah. It's either Muhammad or McLovin. Yeah. <laughs> and you chose McLovin? Uh, so Christopher, who plays Fogel, a.k.a. McLovin, started off just as like a young kid doing a lot of improv part of the improv troupe of his school he would be in plays he would hang out and his mom found out about this audition and was like you should definitely go you should go you should go and so he's like okay and he goes and he nails it he is mclovin mclovin is a real person was a friend of seth <laughs> and evans in high school yeah his name was actually Fogel, isn't it his name is Fogel, yeah. yeah. Right? That's not crazy. Real Fogel. I love it. It's such a good best friend guy name. Oh, hey, Fogel. Like, that is such a good What's nickname. It has to that be That had real. to be his last name. I know, right? It has right? to be his last name. I don't think that's his oh, first yeah. name. So, he was 17 when he filmed this movie. So, that means that he had to have his mom on set every day. And every day means every day. Like, sex scene day, mama there. And because he was a minor, the rules in making <laughs> film prohibit you from actually making it look like a minor is actually having sex. So they have to not have any thrusting. He was mm -hmm. not allowed to be on the top of the girl who was of age. So she could do whatever she wanted. But Fogel, he was 17. He couldn't. So she was not allowed to thrust. He wasn't allowed to thrust. The way that the camera angles went, they had to do it all like kind of separate. They're like, all right, now make a face like he's entering you. And she's like, uh, uh. They're like, okay, Vogel, make a face like you're entering. And he's like, ah. It's in. Oh, my God, it's in. I'm in. Like, you know, and so then they would put it, it together so to make it look like they have sex. So he had to simulate this in front of his mom, which you couldn't pay me to do that today. And I'm a grown-ass bitch. Like, to do it in front of my mom. <laughs> but um, that's one of the things. He enjoyed this movie i think he learned a lot and it did open the door for him to do other things like role models and uh kick, kick ass, ass. To... yeah so like he he did all these things because of this movie and it kind of backfired on him a little bit he gets typecast as this nerdy dude even though he isn't he he's handsome now he's grown up he looks like a real man he doesn't look like fogel yeah <laughs> Getting stuck in that trope, it's like, it's so hard and it's so unfair. And what's, uh, another actor in this film also got typecast pretty harshly, Bill Hader. He worked really hard, but, you know, we hear his voice. We see him now and again. He's had some TV shows that kind of hit or miss. But he is an artist through and through. So he plays the bass for a band and he plays drums for another band. So he is very music oriented so if you want to look mm -hmm. up some of his music i would say go on youtube and look but 
he's not just sitting at home. He's like living his life. He's not really into social media. So if you are a fan of his on Instagram or something, he's not going to be posting like most celebrities do. So yeah, I love him. When I see him in something, I'm usually excited to see him in it. He made this movie. He is like the best part of this movie is McLovin. (laughs) Everybody in this movie has to definitely want to be McLovin and have a McLovin night. I am McLovin. So made a fucking name. Um, um, absolutely. <laughs> you guys are my boys. I owe you everything. <laughs> when they're in the co- yeah. car, will you sign this in regards? Yeah, McFoga lived his best life. Yeah, he did. Let's show him how we do it, motherfuckers. He like took down a bum, <laughs> got to shoot a gun and blow up a cop car. Like he got arrested in front of like the whole school. Like how fucking cool is that? We were gonna go to Hawaii together. This man is crazy! Vogel, crazy! Vogel, this man is insane! <laughs> this man is insane! Just a segue oh, in, uh, talking about Vogel's crazy, the person, Bill Hader and uh, Fogel, McLovin, <laughs> got to play off each other a lot when they were filming. I absolutely love Bill Hader. I think he's an incredible actor and comedian. He was on SNL as we know. He was one of my favorite times on SNL too. The Skeleton Twins. He, he always that that was one with. of my favorite times. Yeah, it's one of my favorite times for SNL history, for sure. What's the, what's the name of the one where he's like <gasps> the new club is called oh, Hangman. Hang you go man. in there and it's a man hanging on the ceiling. I don't know, there's always some weird ass club and he's like grabbing his face. It's on the weekend so update. He's so cute. <laughs> I love him. He, <laughs> he's in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which is also a wonderful Judd Apatow produced f- a show. So he works with the guys a lot. We talked about that one. He's been in Paul with the and Adventureland, which again is with our directors, same director, Greg Matola. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and if you haven't seen Adventureland, Bill Hader is hilarious. Again, he works with Kristen Wiig. His physical work wife i would say they've been best friends forever. that is definitely his so work much. wife yeah and they are they have such yeah, they even have a movie together. where they fucking play twins skeleton twins it's such a good film did you see it yeah. i love that oh my god yeah. he's so great he's he plays such great characters he really goes into what he's doing you might have definitely hopefully you've seen him in barry if you haven't it's a really great show on yep. hbo it's a dark comedy it's hilarious he's an assassin very funny and he's uh been nominated and won two emmy awards for that specific character that he plays i love him i want to talk a million times about him so we'll we'll discuss more i in mean detail. i love him too he he is just so funny he does voiceover work so you would have heard him in inside out mm-hmm so yeah, we'll definitely talk about Bill again because we are going to do it chapter two, which he is in. Yeah. He's voiceover worker for Bob's Burger. Love this guy. Love him. We will definitely talk about you again. But I would like to talk about Emma Stone right now. Miss Stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's a fun fact that I did not know. She is not a real redhead, girl. They no? asked her to dye her hair for this movie and she liked it so much that now it's like her signature look, which I think mm. is hilarious. She's naturally a blonde. Yes. So Emma and the girl who plays Becca, Becca, or Martha McLack, Malak. I don't know. They became friends after this movie. They even became roommates, and they're still friends today. You can look on Emma's Instagram, and you'll see them going on dinners and vacations and trips together because they actually are 
friends in real life, which I love to hear. That's amazing. I love that. Emma Stone moved to California with her mom when she was young and she would go in auditions in the daytime and would come home and do homeschool at night. So that was her routine as a child. And this movie, Superbad, is like her first big film. Uh, she did TV leading up to this. Even winning a reality show to be a next part of the Partridge family. <laughs> I don't even remember that, but she won. Something that I love about her, a fun fact, it says when she meets certain people, stars that she loves, she cries. Like she cried when she met Diane Keaton, which I would too. She cried when she (laughs) met Lawrence Michaels from the creator of Saturday Night Live. I would too. I'd be like, you are have made me laugh my entire life. My God, I'd be stoked to meet Lawrence Michaels. Right? And she cried when she met Tom Hanks. Now, you know I'm going to be a blubbering fool once I see fucking Tom Hanks in real life. I'd be like, oh my God, won't you be my neighbor, you motherfucker? I love her. I think she did a great job. She is an Academy Award winner for La La Land. And yeah. I, but I personally think that she should have won her Academy Award for Birdman instead of La La Land. But that is just my mm-hmm. personal opinion because I think she did really good in that movie. But yeah, great film. Hear- Love Bird. We have yeah. to do Birdman. We have to do Birdman. We will definitely do Birdman one day because I absolutely love that movie and she mm. does a great job in that movie. And yeah. yeah, she does. A fun fact. You ready? Yeah, give it to me. Let's talk about that Molotov cocktail that Officer Michaels throws at the cop car so that it would catch on fire so they could say, somebody somebody stole our car and set it on fire. Well, this mm-hmm. is how it went down. The stunt coordinator, Tim Tarlo, he missed the car completely. He threw the cocktail and it veered off to the left, didn't even hit the car. So the flames that you see on the cop car, they're all CGI, man, because he had one <laughs> job and it was to hit the car with the cocktail and he couldn't even do it. Maybe he had too many cocktails before he could do the cocktail. I don't know. (laughs) But they can only do one take of it. And so the take you see is him missing. So now that you know it and you see the bottle, you'll see it totally Mm -hmm. miss the car. And then the car sets on fire. That's not the only thing that he had to do in this movie. You actually get to see him as the robber who hits McLovin in the face in the store. That's him. Ah, Guy who missed with the cocktail. He didn't miss Fogel's face. Because he punched him out. Steal nice. the money and bounce. That's, that's the same I love thing. it. I love it. Okay, so are you ready for some cameos? Yeah, throw me those cameos. Okay, let's start off number one. Cameo. Mark Rogan. He's Seth Rogan's dad. He's in this movie, girl. He plays the dad whose kids are camping out in the backyard when Seth and Evan run through and kind of fall over it. And he comes out wielding a baseball bat and he's like... the hell away from my kids and he throws the baseball bat and he hits seth in the back and he falls that's seth rogan's real actual dad you know how i love when they keep families in the movie another person who's i guess kind of like family to them would be dave franco this is the first time i ever saw this kid ever as the kid who peed his pants eight years ago that was like eight years ago asshole people don't forget people, people don't, don't forget. forget that's him <laughs> It's soccer, man. It's soccer. <laughs> uh, we have Joe Lo Targo, who plays 
the dude who hits him with the car and takes him to the party. You guys know a guy named Jimmy? You totally look like his brother. You totally look like his brother, man. You do. You look like Jimmy's brother, man. You do. That's him. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the first time that I remember seeing him. I think he's hilarious. Um, yeah. And we have Kevin Coringa, which is the dude whose house party it is, who's kicking everybody's fucking ass, whose girlfriend's period is on everybody. The mm-hmm. cast and crew was super excited to work with him because, one, he's a man who has worked with, like, uh, uh, Scorsese and fucking Robert De Niro and shit. Like, he's in Goodfellas. And so, like, you know, this man has done so many great things that they were, like, kind of starstruck that he would even want to do this small part in their movie. Yeah. Then we have Clark Duke, which you might recognize him. This is the very first thing that he ever did. He was an extra, as in the movie, as in the party scene with the kids. And mm-hmm. the the crew and cast and them loved him so much that they made him part of, like, Becca's Friends and he eventually goes on to be in a lot more movies and TV shows, but this was like the very first. Him, a nerdy kid with glasses. You might notice him in the classic, background. Classic, classic. And then, then we have Danny McBird. Now, you might not have seen him because he is way off in the background of the party scene that when they go to steal the beer, he's in the back around a table of people and he's drinking. He was friends with everybody. Obviously, this is before we had him being like, this is the end and all the other funny movies with them he was just hanging out on set and just kept trying to sneak in as an extra in the background and he made it so he's even credited in it so just look out for him in the background you'll you'll once you see it you'll never miss it it looks just like him so yeah that's a little bit of the cameos nice love it when they pop in i love it love it thanks for coming by (laughs) you know a little cameo that you didn't mention the last fun fact that i have so we get a fun little what? cameo by Martin Starr, who is, uh, if you don't know, starred in Freaks and Geeks, really good friend of Seth Rogen and Judd Apatow. He's in a lot of their work. He also is in Adventureland with the director. He was originally considered for the part of Fogel, but he aged out oh. as well with all the other actors. So they had to give him a little cameo. Sh- and so he's in the room when Jimmy's brother is singing these ass cry every night wearing his fedora all in the corner like in in the chair i mean oh you're totally you're totally right i forget that to even mention him Mm -hmm. oh and the other dude the dude who's like i've been praying for a fight i woke up i was like praying i forgot what his name is but he's also a cameo as well yeah so that's a little fun fact for you and my last one i like it go okay well I just wanted to say about this movie that I love it. Seth Rogen says that he still writes the same way that he did when he was 13, kind of puts everything together and then sorts through it and makes flush out a real story like this one. I love this movie because it's not like any other teen movie where we have guys so driven by sex that they will do anything to get it. Even put on a mask and pretend to be the girl's boyfriend so that they can have sex with her or you know she's passed out drunk and they're like "Eh, well who cares and they still have sex with her no these guys are more of what the millennial boys are supposed to be like as in Mm -hmm. respectful cheers to women and women things you know to the respect women to people respecting women okay uh evan doesn't want to have sex with her because he thinks it's wrong because she's drunk. 
But it's okay if you're drunk, yeah, exactly. you know, then you can do it. But even though it wasn't okay, he knew it wasn't okay, and he still didn't he really want to do it. He knew it wasn't okay, so can okay we- and that's why he stopped. Exactly. And so I appreciate this movie in the sense that it doesn't follow the same old tropes that all teen movies and college mm-hmm. movies follow, where like sex over anything, because it's true. Yeah. You know, men will die over pussy. They will fight over <laughs> pussy. They will die over pussy any day, hands down. But you still got to be respectful. And I love that they went out of their way to make sure that these gentlemen were respectful you know, even when Seth's drunk and he's trying to kiss Jules, you know, he's just like, I'm sorry. I just I just want you to be my girlfriend. Like, he's not continuously like, bitch, I'm going to rape you in the fucking front yard. Like, no. So I appreciate that. And I love that Fogel is the only one that gets laid in this whole movie. Yeah. Wakes up to McLovin. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet McLovin. Sweet McLovin. So I am all out of fun facts. We did Woo! it. I can't believe we did it. Well, I'm. We I can't believe we did it either. And I'm ready. I don't know about you. Are you ready for Z for the people? Uh, yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I got you. Zenobia's letting me take over the segment, y'all. So get ready, because we're about to get hyped for charity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because this movie Wah-wah. was the beginning for Seth Rogen and our good man, Evan Goldberg, as young writers, if they didn't have each other to support each other and push themselves forward, they would never made this film that we love so much. So there is a group of beautiful people. They're called the Mighty Writers. They come together and they are supporting people, specifically in three locations right now, Philadelphia, Atlantic City, and Washington Heights in New York on the East Coast. They are also uh, doing online community, helping, putting programs together, workshops, and they basically just love to bring young writers together and, and approach the help to get their voices be heard. They're an amazing group of volunteers, wonderful people. They only have one slogan, and that is, we we're true believers in the power of writing. So they can't think of any other way that they wanted to get out there, get their think clearly, write with clarity, get their battle cry out, their mantra, what these kids stand by and like live by in their lives. Unfortunately, because of with the pandemic and everything that happened, they kind of switched gears a little bit during this time. And with the struggle that they saw a lot of young people in their communities going through, they started doing No Kate Goes Hungry and distributing lunches to a bunch of kids and families in the areas that I spoke of that they are located at. They're still doing, actually, their online programs and workshops have and writing contests have amplified because they've been able to do more outreach all over the world well all over the nation sorry all over the nation to get young writers together so if you want to donate your time donate your money these people would love to hear from you you can even volunteer your time to get involved with kids and write and explore and express the art of storytelling oral storytelling which is still so important so go ahead and check them out. You can find them at mightywriters.org. They're super great. They're super fun. And I'd love to see you guys come out for them. Okay. And that is- well, then that, 
Okay. Yeah. Z for the people. That's a. Ladies Revolution. Ladies Revolution. Yes. Well, we made it, you guys. Thank you for listening to us. Please follow us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Podbeez, Floss in Paradise. Please rate and review us, you guys. Yes, please contact us on Instagram, TikTok. Hit us up, DM us. We're out here. You can catch us at our email, Lights, Camera, Cocktail, No S. Get the S out of here. At gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from your close encounters, movie recommendations, any fun cocktails you want to talk about. Someone mentioned uh, Harvey Wallbanger. That was really cute. We're going to have to check that one out. Ooh. A little shout out. Nice. Right there. But yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for drinking with Zenobia. This was so much fun. This was so much fun. I don't feel super drunk because we just drank beer, but it is like one o'clock now and I'm ready to have lunch now. I'm hungry. I know. Yeah, I'm ready to party. Day drinking. Day drinking. (laughs) So uh, you want to tell everybody what our last feel good movie of the month is going to be, my dear? The last feel good movie of the month that we are going to do is The Brothers Bloom by Ryan Johnson. Okay, I've never seen it. Let's do it. I know. I'm so excited. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Well, I'm excited. Next week, we're going to be doing that. And uh, thank you for drinking and talking with us. And we will be back next week with another episode of Lights, Camera, Cocktails. (laughs) Like a dick? Like a man dick? (laughs) Yeah, like a man did. I don't know why you had to be such a bitch about it. Did you just call me a bitch? Did, did you just call me a bitch? <laughs> <laughs>